I know that theologians and ministers think a lot about, in fact, we talk a lot about salvation and conversion and new birth and sanctification and a lot of other similar doctrines. But I've also noticed that the eyes of many lay Christians begin to glaze over when we start talking about all that theological jargon. This morning, I want to step away from all that tedious complexity that we usually uh, surround ourselves in the, in the church. Instead, I want to consider with you what this is all about. And I want to do this by beginning with the lectionary passage this morning from the epistle reading. And I invite you to listen this morning or re- follow along as I read from Ephesians chapter 2. I'll begin with verse 11. So then... Remember that at one time, you Gentiles by birth, called the uncircumcision by those who are called the circumcision, a physical circumcision made in the flesh by human hands. Remember that you were at that time without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have now been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace. In his flesh, we have, he has made both groups into one and has broken down the dividing wall. That is, the hostility between us. He has abolished the law with its commandments and ordinances that he might create in himself one new humanity in place of the two thus making peace, and might reconcile both groups to God in one body through the cross, thus putting to death that hostility through it. So he came and proclaimed peace to you who were far off, and peace to those who were near, for through him both of us have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus Himself as the cornerstone. In Him, the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God. Listen. For what the Spirit is saying to the church today. It was a while back, and Mary Fran and I, we often will rent movies or pick up things uh, to watch in the evening. And I rented the movie video and watched the movie, That Was Then, This Is Now. Now, I confess that the real reason that I selected it was because it was filmed in the Twin Cities, Minnesota. And we enjoyed seeing in the movie scenes that we recognized that were familiar to us from the days when we lived there. But the theme of the movie is the changes that occur in our lives and how we deal with them. In one form or another, that theme occurs in art of all forms, whether it's literature or cinema or painting or sculpture. It was several years back when it first came out, I picked up the new novel by Joseph Heller entitled, Something Happened. It's about a very, very dysfunctional family. And as I read through the novel, and it's a long novel, we finally learned near the end of the story what caused such a dramatic shift in this family. The youngest son died in an accident. 
and the family was never the same again. This sermon text that I read a moment ago from Ephesians, the letter from Paul, confronts us, I think, with one of those that was then, this is now kind of situations. Notice how Paul assessed his then and now list. Then, he says, without Christ. Now, in Christ. Then, aliens to the commonwealth. Now, citizens with the saints. Then, far off. Now, brought near. Then, no hope. Now, member of the household of God. Then, separated and isolated. Now, reconciled and at peace. And the community of all who believe has become a holy temple, a dwelling place for God in this world. Now, that's a change. That's a change. I invite you this morning, in light of what Paul says, in light of the experience we have in the church, let's consider the changes that occur in our lives when we trust Jesus, when we give ourselves to Him. First, we were out of touch with God. Now we're reconciled to God and to other believers. One New Year's Eve at London's Garrick Club, British dramatist Frederick Lonsdale was asked by Seymour Hicks to reconcile with a fellow member of the club. The two had quarreled in the past and had never restored their friendship. You must, Hicks said to Lonsdale, it is very unfriendly, unkind to be unfriendly at such a time. So now go over and wish him a happy new year. So Lonsdale crossed the room and spoke to his enemy. I wish you a happy new year, he said but only one. Not quite the kind of reconciliation that Paul was talking about. Not what he had in mind, because the kind of change that Paul describes puts us back in touch with God, and we're on good terms forever. And when we're on good terms with God, we're able to reconcile to other members of the family of God. We're on good terms with others. We're not alone anymore. We're with people. We're members of God's family. Secondly, Paul says our lives were characterized by insecurity and worry. Now we have peace. You can walk through any self-help section of a bookstore or go to the library and book after book after book will offer help to overcome worry and insecurity and anxiety across the nation. People from their teens to the 90s fill office appointments of psychologists and counselors. They want peace from the fears and insecurities of their lives. And while this may help, Paul talks about a deeper peace. Let me share a prayer poem written by Whittier. Drop thy still dew of quietness till all our striving cease. Take from our souls the strain and stress and let our ordered lives confess the beauty of thy peace. That's how the now for believers is. We have the beauty of God's peace. It's the love of God which fills our lives with this kind of peace. A peace that can buffer us when we're caught in the strain and the stress of daily life. When crisis after crisis seems to sweep through our lives. And when our fears threaten to overwhelm us. Many of us know it personally. In our families. 
Certainly we as a nation have experienced week after week of such tragic stress as people have been murdered, in church even. Although lots of people have been murdered in the black churches. It's been a stressful time. But when our lives are ordered around the presence and the leading of God, we know a peace that passes understanding. Third, we had no real hope for the future. And now we know that we will be welcome in God's family forever. That's the only hope that can last forever, which can endure beyond death. It's the promise of fellowship with God. That's the best hope there is. Before we knew God in Christ, we had actually very little to look forward to. But changed by our faith in Christ, we have everything to look forward to. A few years back, a friend of mine wanted to go to his 40-year high school reunion. So for months, he saved up so that he could take his wife back to the place and the people that he had left four decades before. And the closer the time came for the reunion, the more excited he became, thinking about all the wonderful stories that he would hear and that he could tell about what had happened since he had graduated. On the night before, on, uh, one night before he left, he went back and out of the closet and pulled out the yearbook from high school and began to leaf through the pages and to read those silly comments, you know, that we used to write to each other uh, when we got our yearbooks at the end of the school year. He wondered what old number 86 from his football, football team had done. He wondered if others like him had encountered Christ and had their lives dramatically changed. He even tried to guess what some of his friends would look like. What kind of jobs and families these special friends had. The day came and I drove them out to the airport. Their energy was contagious in the car. I said, I'll pick you up on Sunday evening and you can tell me all about it. Have a great time. Well, Sunday evening arrived and as I watched them get off the plane into the waiting area, my friend seemed almost despondent. I really didn't want to ask, but finally as we walked down the concourse, I said, well, how was the reunion? It was, my friend said, one of the saddest experiences of my life. Good grief, I said, <laughs> quite a bit of surprise. What happened? It wasn't what happened, he said, but what didn't happen? It's been 40 years, 40 years, and they haven't changed. They simply gained weight or changed clothes or gotten a job, but they haven't really changed. And what I experienced there was one of the most tragic things that I can imagine in life. For some reason that I can't fully understand, he said, it seems like some people choose not to change. Well, I, I, think, I think he was right. I thought about it. I reflected on it. Uh, and... I've come to the conclusion there are some people who choose not to change, not to give their lives to Jesus. And when they don't, they give up membership in God's family and the eternal fellowship with God that goes with it. Now, whether they realize it or not, they're giving up hope. Change. That was then. This is now. Change. Years ago, a man from the back mountains of Tennessee found himself one day in Nashville for the first time standing outside an elevator. As they stood there, he watched an old bent woman hobble on and the doors closed behind her. 
A few minutes later, the doors open and a young, attractive woman marched smartly off. The father hollered to his youngest son, Billy, go get mother. How does the dramatic change that Paul talked about occur in one's life? Well, it doesn't happen on elevators. That was then. This is now. Change comes when we entrust our lives to Jesus and he changes our lives for us. So how about it? Do you want that kind of changed life today? You can have it. Will you pray with me? Oh, gracious God, help us to accept the change that you offer. Help us let you make our lives into what they can be. We ask that you work in our lives as we pray in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen.